This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker Spine and Orthopedic Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Ranjan Paul, Chair of the Dooley Spine Surgery Department at Dooley Health and Care in Illinois. Dr. Paul, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Now, I know we've had you in the past and you've definitely given some great perspective, but for anybody that's joined us recently, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background before we dive into the discussion? Sure, sure. Happy to. I'm an orthopedic spine surgeon. I joined Dooley Health and Care, formerly known as DuPage Medical Group, back in 2003. Um, we had a long journey. We were a much smaller group. I think I was hired as physician 111 or 112 back then, and really more of a, we were considered a large group back then even, but more of a, still functioned like a small to mid-sized organization. And we grew. Um, our facilities grew, our, our geographic templates, um, and most notably, I've been happy to be part of the Spine Center. We founded that in 2005 and created a, a really a problem-focused vehicle to help patients get through their, their spine issues. Um, that's been a big part of my practice, not just performing spine surgery, but really developing that that portion of Dooley Health and Care. And that's grown quite a bit since 2005. And now it's we're up to about 20 providers that, that deal with just spine. Uh, and we have a number of surgeons with different qualities and talents. So that's been a big process, and we're part of a much bigger organization now. We're up to Dooley Health and Care is about 1,000 physicians now, maybe more. Uh, we're in four different states. We've had two large acquisitions recently uh, that, that have put us across state lines. We have about 7,000 team members, about 150 locations now. And that allows for a lot of flexibility, um, allows for a lot of leverage in doing things. So that's where I'm at now. And uh, it's, uh, it, it's, been, it's been an interesting journey, definitely. Uh, it's been, I've been here 19 years, and, and uh, I'm excited to see what else we can accomplish. Well, that's fascinating, and it really impressive to think about the growth of Dooley Health and Care, uh, especially over the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, from your perspective, whether it's from the larger group or from the spine department in particular, what's it been like growing so quickly and adding additional doctors and clinicians into the, the group and integrating them into the culture and everything else that is really the essence of Dooley? What has that really been like? And do you have any advice, I guess, for others who are going through the same thing in terms of bringing in groups and new physicians uh, many at a time, you know, and, and sometimes trying to figure out how to make sure everything fits together in the right way. Well, we, yeah, we've had two different kinds of growth. We've had uh, what I'll call um, organic growth, which is individual hires um, through traditional means like any other organization would. Uh, hiring people either that have been in practice uh, for a few years and uh, or coming in right out of fellowship or residency. That's been a big part of our growth, a lot of that organic uh, recruiting. And then there's been the the larger acquisitions. Uh, we've just acquired South Bend Clinic um, uh, and the Quincy Medical Group. That's two bigger examples. We've acquired a number of, of smaller groups over the years in the Chicagoland area. That's been 
probably the, it's obviously the fastest way to grow. And it's been, um, when done properly, it's, it's, it can be extremely helpful to both organizations. You obviously want win-win situations where people are looking for, a lot of these medical groups are looking for um, not just leverage, but they're looking for the resources that a larger organization can offer them, the, the efficiencies, the synergies, uh, the lower costs, the economies of scale. And I think they're also, especially in the specialists, they're looking for referral networks. We've been part of a lot of, there's been a lot of consolidation in the Chicagoland area. And physicians have really been looking for an oasis that is doctor directed. And a lot of physicians don't want to join a healthcare system or work for a hospital system. And for some physicians, perhaps that's the, the, the right thing to do. But for, for other kinds of doctors, I, I think uh, people that, that are really looking for something, again, more doctor directed, something that really allows physicians to, to be a, a, more of a stakeholder in their medical group and their organization duly has really become an oasis for physicians. And uh, I think the patients pick up on that as well. They've picked up on, on sort of the economies of scale with the growth, the resources it affords them, uh, the added resources that they can attain. And they understand that the physicians have, have more of a role in, in what happens at their healthcare. And I think they appreciate that. Absolutely. I can imagine it's really a differentiator and in some cases a game changer for patients when they're thinking about where they want to go. So in looking at where we're at in healthcare today, what are some of the most interesting trends that you're following uh, in the healthcare industry at large? So th there's two trends that, that I believe are inescapable. Um, one is the notion of moving towards the outpatient space. There are more, more and more of the of healthcare is outside of the hospital ecosystem. So, according to Deloitte and Touche, more recently they've they've seen less than half of healthcare's health system revenue being in an inpatient hospital side. More and more of it's going towards the outpatient side, and with the adoption of value-based care and patients, quite frankly, having to pick up a bigger and bigger portion of the bill, they want lower costs alternatives. And those happen to be in more efficient venues. That's going to be in the outpatient areas. And that's where Dooley really shines. That's our model. That's, that's what we, we, we work quite a bit in hospitals, obviously. But our, our care is really geared on where patients get most of their care. And that is not while they're in the hospital, but before those acute episodes and, and, and in ways that keep them out of the hospital, quite frankly. And so that's, that's one big trend. Um, we're seeing ourselves again, becoming more and more, uh, be, adopting technologies that really allow us to keep us uh, and the outpatient side, particularly with surgery, uh, especially in spine surgery. I can talk about that a little bit later with a lot of the options that we're offering now. But also uh, as part of that, which, the second trend that we've been really tied to is the, the patient experience. So if you think through consumerism, not just in healthcare, but just broadly consumerism over the last 20 years, maybe last 10, we've seen a big sea change. Pa people 
in all aspects of their lives are looking for very, very precise solutions. That is, if they want something, they want it. To, they want their they want their product or their service to be very, very geared towards exactly what they need and want, and they want it to be delivered in a very, very efficient manner. Just think through um, your experience with any of the apps that you use every day, either an Uber or an Amazon or other ordering app, or how you just go through um, any sort of retail purchase. Um, uh, retail or service-oriented purchase now. Things are more precise, they're more efficient, they're easier. Healthcare is lagged, and people are going to demand more and more precision, uh, a better patient experience. So that's really where we've been gearing ourselves as well. We're putting together, uh, we're very big on care coordination, uh, because we are so large, when not just large, but because we have so many different disciplines involved, everything from primary care to your spine surgeon to your cardiologist, physical therapy, lab services, imaging, on and on and on. We, we, anything outside of a hospital, we can provide. So with any sort of a problem that you come to us with, and maybe as, as it, I'm going to call it as a consumer, and we're all healthcare consumers, we're able to coordinate that care and we're able to do it in a way we're beginning to do it in a much more precise way uh, where we've spent quite a bit of time and money into really a an, an, a, a different platform um, an omni-channel platform that's proprietary it's ai based but it's also backed up by live nurses 24 7 uh, and a triage team, and obviously physicians as well. That kind of a central navigation model dovetailed with strong care coordination creates a very, very strong patient-oriented, problem-focused place that, that, that we are creating for people. And people are picking up on that. I think that's what makes Dual unique. Uh, they are, they're beginning to understand. They've always understood, even in, when, in the early 2000s when I joined, I could tell as soon as I saw patients see us, they said, well, I'm going to say DuPage Medical Group because that's who we were back then. But, oh, I keep all my care inside of DuPage Medical Group because you all talk to each other. I know you do. That was before EMR. Now we have EMR uh, across our entire ecosystem. And then you add the care coordination piece to it. And people are getting more and more of a seamless consumer-oriented they're getting, we're getting, we're, I'm not going to tell you we're getting to the point where the rest of consumerism and the, and the, and the rest of the, the rest of society is gone with regards to technology and being able to, to, to get, get people, get people what they want uh, immediately. Uh, healthcare is more complicated than that. And we have a long way to go, but we're getting there. We're getting there. I think we're beginning to offer a lot of those kinds of solutions that, really make it easier for people to, to navigate the healthcare system. That's the biggest complaint we get, I think, from people. It's not, it's not that people in, in our area, particularly at Dooley, they're very, very, and in, 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 in our space here, geography, they're very happy with their physicians and their nurses, but it's navigating the healthcare system around here. It's just like anywhere else, it's become, it's become so challenging so when they see a centralized model that's really patient-focused and has a community-oriented approach but has 
an omnichannel pathway with uh, AI backing it up, 24-7 nurse triage, and they have, and all of us talk to each other in a care-coordinated manner, people get excited and they, they want to stay with Dooley. That's amazing to hear and so wonderful to see, especially as you mentioned, even before the EMRs that um, DuPage Medical Group, people felt like they were really connected together. And I can imagine now with the technology that you have available in that proprietary platform as well, that becomes even easier, you know, for you now as Dooley Health and Care to, to really serve the patients well, whether they're from uh, some of the expanded geographies that you've gone into or, or really, you know, those who have been with you for 20 plus years, um, just really find that a great experience. Yeah, we're trying to provide a great experience. I think that'd be the best way to put it. It's more simply, it's, and and I think the the acquisitions that that we've had are looking for that for their patients too. Ultimately, we all want the same things for our patients. We want to take care of them quickly, efficiently, in a caring manner with high quality. And I, and the platform that that in our in our ethos really. I mean our. It, it, it's it's such a big part of our DNA in terms of how we work with patients. This is becoming more and more the trademark of Dooley uh, and, and how we do things. And it also allows us to, to do a better job with value-based care, um, pro providing a lot more efficiency. And the payers are picking up on this as well. And they they enjoy being part of partnering with, with a group like ours. I think that's become a bigger and bigger part of, of who we are as well. Absolutely. I think that's really interesting, especially in looking at, you know, what the healthcare landscape looks like and the payer landscape as well, how things are changing quickly um, as, as, you know, the pandemic from the past couple of years accelerated some trends and made something easier, some things harder. Um, what do you really see as being some of the ways that the industry is changing over the next few years, whether it's, you know, that focus on value-based care? How do you see yourself continuing to evolve, develop and grow as an independent physician group? Um, to really serve patients well, but then also just uh, become more efficient and effective within the healthcare system and, and economy that we have. I think ultimately any entity that really wants to stay financially viable, but more importantly, really provide great efficient care, they're going to have to want to take on uh, a form of, of risk. And so we, we, we've partnered with a much, many of the Medicare advantage and a whole risk model with many of the Medicare advantage, uh, payers, their payer models. We work with them closely and we are working at care coordination models to really provide better efficiencies, uh, and, and really do a better job with looking at people holistically, looking at their wellness. So trying not to keep trying to keep them from getting sick acutely ill to begin with. Uh, really spending money more on the front end than the back end, which is far less expensive. In order to be able to do that, you have to coordinate their care. You need to have many, many different pieces of the healthcare landscape, all the different providers from all the different disciplines and then all the ancillaries, all that has to work together. And in order to really leverage that, it's really in your best interest to take take some risk off the table. On the and then the payers like that; they want they want to unload some of their risk. They want some more predictability. 
in their costs. We offer that because we can coordinate care and we, we have more control over the, the care continuum. So in, in doing so, I think we're, we're able to evolve much better in this healthcare landscape. That's really great to hear. It makes a lot of sense. And then two, for you as a spine surgeon and that being your focus, what do you see happening in the spine space, especially in thinking about some of the new technologies that are coming out and um, philosophies around treating patients with pain and, and, and uh, spine issues? What do you see as being top of mind for other spine surgeons as well as yourself? The area surrounding spine surgery includes non-operative care. So we've, we've been able to, from our inception in 2005, the Spine Center has been able to really work with our non-operative partners in a way to, to minimize the amount of surgery and maximize patient outcomes. So uh, being, being conservative and being patient-focused, being patient-oriented is, is job number one. When we get into surgery, if people do fail non-operative care and, and we get into surgical options, we're getting into more and more minimally invasive techniques. Uh, we're getting into more technologies that really revolve around similar principles in spine surgery that, that we understand, but getting to accomplish our intra- and, and perioperative goals in a far less morbid and more predictable manner. I think that would be a better way to put it than just saying minimally invasive. I, I think the idea is to what, what, what are we really trying to accomplish? We're trying to accomplish achieving goals, but in a far less morbid manner, again, in a way that's predictable. I think one of the things that, that has frustrated many people over many, many years with spine surgery is a lack of predictability. So we're moving at, at Dooley and our spine surgery department has made a strong move towards less morbid, less invasive, minimally invasive surgery. We have two surgeons to do endoscopic work. Uh, I've been doing minimally invasive lumbar fusion since the beginning of my career, and those techniques now have evolved and with the technologies, but, but we've been doing them for a long time. And then more recently, because we've evolved an, an ambulatory surgery center that is completely orthopedic and spine oriented, we've been able to mobilize more and more of our patients into the outpatient arena. That doesn't happen overnight. We were actually looking for long before our ASC, which its inception was just in January 2021. But for years prior to that, we were already looking at pathways for patients that allowed them to go home sooner, be more comfortable. And I don't, and I think just going home sooner is being, I, I think that's, that's, that's not really, again, getting to the essence of what we're trying to accomplish. We want patients more functional earlier, having less pain, fewer complications, so they don't need a hospital. They, they, they can go home and recover surrounded by friends, family, in their own beds, and, and not wish they were in a hospital. I mean, there's, there's pro, you can send people home as early as you want, but if you're not accomplishing those goals, I'm not sure why we're sending them that home. They're just making people miserable and maybe creating other problems. Um, our, our goal, whether it be in a hospital or not, is, again, is to get people um, recovered in a very predictable, comfortable manner, um, and also not just perioperatively, but get them back to work sooner or get them back to whatever their lives involved, whether it being caring for others, 
um, just enjoying life, their athletics, uh, their work, whatever that would be, getting them functional again is a big part of where we've gone. I think that's those are big trends that are they're really ubiquitous in spine surgery. But because we're again we have that ecosystem, we're able to do that with our ASC in a way that I'm I'm very proud of. We, we've been able to do that in a way that's very comprehensive. And it's really created a patient experience that that's that's been strong. It goes back to one of the earlier goals, one of the goals that I commented on earlier. It's it's all it's all it's a big part of spine surgery at Dooley. Absolutely, I love that. I, I think, as you mentioned, it's just kind of the ideal space to be. And if you've got um, a spine patient, no matter what kind of care they need, being able to care for them and deliver that right care, get them to the right person within the. Um, organization to do that, um, you know, it just sounds amazing. So before we wrap up our conversation, I just want to know from your perspective, what are some advice that you would have for other physician leaders um, of organizations, whether it's as big as Dooley or some of the smaller practices as well, you know, growing, how do you make sure you've got a great culture for sustained success? What do you do um, from, I, I guess, the top down or, or bottom up to really uh, make sure that culture is great and serving patients well? I, I think, well, we were talking earlier about growth. Uh, and there's those two kinds of growth. There was the organic and then the acquisitional growth. Uh, whether you you were recruiting one by one or you're bringing in a large group of physicians, the the work has to be a lot of that work in terms of culture, which I think is number one in terms of um, how you how you grow your group. Uh, that that comes ahead of uh, ahead of the the hire or the acquisition. So, uh, well, let me back up again. You know, you, you asked me what is the biggest point of advice. And to me, I, I just launched into it because I think it goes without saying it's, it's definitely involving, tr- involving trust, respect amongst all your physicians. Um, if, you, if you don't have that trust and that mutual respect amongst all your physicians, that's in a cohesive, if you don't have everyone aligned, it's very hard to deal with problems later on. So if you can establish that up front, I think that's, that's really imperative. And the way you do that is it starts even before you have the term sheet signed or you put a contract in front of every, anybody. You, you, you need to, to start looking at that kind of culture and having culture of respect. Whoever comes into your organization, especially they're coming into your organization as uh, as a, into a big organization like Dooley Health and Care, they're going to have to adapt. They're going to have to um, maybe change some of what they're used to doing. It's going to be a process. In the same token, you want to learn from if you want to learn from your new hires and your new acquisitions. So, if you establish that give and take, and you you really realize that we're here to learn from from our new hires and our new acquisitions. And likewise, those new hires and new acquisitions are going to want to learn from us and, and, and they will need to adapt in some ways. Those things um, all work together and they work much better if there's already a culture of trust, respect, um, that there is a, a collegiality that's very organic. And I've said this before and 
in other arenas. It's it's got to be very intentional. Uh, it's got to be very deliberate, and it has to be very authentic. If it's not, it's harder to get through all the problems that are inevitable when you work together in a large organization, particularly in healthcare. That's a great point. Dr. Paul, thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. This has been an outstanding discussion, and, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, thanks very much for having me. Appreciate it.